Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spots Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Stuart Dupuis, owner of multiple businesses, including Mom's Best Friend and four franchises, which provide backup and special event childcare needs for thriving businesses. So welcome to the show, Stuart. Thank you. Yeah. So as you know, the show's about sharing some leadership tips and you were an attorney previously. You also were an executive at, at Dell and then you have now multiple businesses. So I'm just curious, what are one or the two reasons you think you have succeeded as an entrepreneur and leader? Well, for me, I think it's really family. And, and when you look at the way we, we run our businesses, it's all about families. Our clients are families on the childcare side, but our team members are family members. And so we live our lives together. We find ways to help our team members flourish personally as well as professionally. We've had, you know, over the years, we've had employees who have left as they have a new child and a baby, and then they come back and we just kind of work with them throughout their life circumstances. And as a result, we've got people that have worked with us for more than 10 years. We have two that actually have worked with us for more than 20 years. And wow. I think it's, it's all about family. So just really leaning in on that and life circumstances and making sure that we're there for them. Well, I bet a few of our listeners are thinking, wow, that's a long time these days to be able to retain people and have them leave and come back because it seems everyone right now is struggling with retention. I know that you treat them kind of like family and it sounds like you just also keep in touch with people after they leave. Is that accurate? We do. And we've had people leave and come back after four years off somewhere else. But also, you know, recently with with COVID over the last couple of years, virtual working has has opened up possibilities where we've actually had three employees who have had to move to other states due to circumstances that were, you know, outside of their control here. And we've kept them. We've been able to keep them working, you know, out of out of state. That's something that we would not have really been able to do before the, the virtual working that came up as a result of COVID. Ah, I can hear another best practice, which is you pivot as a leader to figure out how to keep people and, and in this case, remotely working with them. How much of your best practices did you learn when you when you acquired or started the, the four companies from the franchise system? So the big thing that happened is my largest customer purchased the franchise system and it made a lot of sense for us to, to join that franchise system so that we could become integrated from an IT perspective with that client. I don't know if I would characterize that as a best practice though, because that was just kind of circumstantial. But on the franchise side, what I really appreciate is having support from corporate, from, from the franchisor, being able to work with other business owners in a more than just a collegial like industry association perspective, but just to to share learnings and tips for recruiting or whatever as with our colleagues. Right. Is there a particular topic or a particular instance where it really helped to be in that franchise collaborative model? So joining a franchise system is not really something that we were looking for, but the opportunity presented itself about six years ago when our largest customer purchased my largest competitor. And we were colleagues before that. And as a result of that, of that shift, getting into that franchise system, System, we've been able to benefit tremendously from the technology through that system, having the support from the franchisor, as well as an unexpected benefit that I, I didn't anticipate is all these colleagues of all these other franchise owners across the country. So that was a really nice surprise for us. It was not something that was in our business DNA, being in a franchise system as a franchisee, but it's yeah. been a nice 
plus for us. So it's good to have our own businesses that we're running as well as our franchise business. I think they're very complimentary. Well, you did bring up another point about colleagues in IT systems, and it seems like right now there's a division of leaders who know how to have best practices around IT systems and others who don't. So how important do you feel like having that system in place is for leaders these days? So the key is the business workflow. And from an IT perspective, having IT that enables the workflow is super important. I see businesses, I've seen this at Dell, I've seen this in other organizations where they try to drive their business from an IT perspective. But I think if we focus on the workflow and then enable that workflow with IT, that's where we're successful. And that's, I really appreciate seeing that from my current franchise model with college nannies and sitters. They do a great job with that. Very good point. So let's see, you were one of the top law firms. You have been very successful as an executive at Dell. You're successful multiple companies and you're successful personally, still married to the same lady and have great relationships with your children. Oh, and you're also a triathlete, I found out. So I'm like, you just sound perfect. So I have to ask, do you, as a leader, did you ever struggle? So definitely we, we've struggled over the years with business cycle circumstances, as well as other things. And what I've done is that Kathy and I, my wife and I, we find it very valuable to get together annually to put together our vision for the year, our mission for the year. And my personal mission mantra that I have come up with is never give up, keep moving forward. And I think it is kind of related to triathlon. Just don't stop. Just keep going, keep going in the right direction, make forward progress. Even if it's incremental, like you might be in a challenging time and perfection is not within reach, but raising that batting average is something that is super effective. And I think we've we've had a lot of success in that way going through the, you know, really the, the 2008 recession was probably the darkest spot on our businesses. And then COVID was quite the challenge for us and just pressing through those. And they've, they've ended up being successful outcomes on the other side of both of those. That's what I really like to focus on. Yeah, I I have to confess I was very lucky. I sold my staffing firm right before the crash having no idea of course that, that was coming. A lot of staffing firms were hurting at the time and it is tough. So was there a moment where you were like, "Oh, I got to do something different as a leader?" And if so, what was it? So, the big shift that I personally made was actually leaving Dell. I had been at Dell for 17 years and was able to leave to run my own companies with Kathy, my wife seven years ago. And so that was probably the biggest shift for me. And the circumstances allowed me to do that where I'd sold another company and it was a good time for me to exit my career at Dell on a high note. And so what was then different in terms of leading people when you were at Dell versus the entrepreneurial venture, if you will? It was quite the culture change. So leaving Dell was a you know corporate spreadsheet environment, really smart people, really fast paced, focused on selling widgets, very analytic and shifting to working in my small office with only women. That was a that was a blind spot for me and it was a challenge for me to adapt. So for example, we would be at lunch. We always eat lunch together as a group. And uh, early on they said, hey Stuart, we don't talk about work at lunch. Like well, <laughs> what do you talk about? What else is there? But over the years that's I definitely value our time together. We still have lunch together every day and, and it's great. And we don't talk about work and it's nice. And we talk about family and we talk about different things that are meaningful throughout our our various lives. So you could say one of your blind spot as a leader was that in entrepreneur ventures, people want to connect on a personal level as well, not just spreadsheets and numbers, so to speak. Is that right? Exactly. And another blind spot would be related as well to my shift from 
from leaving Dell. And so I would say it's the ego blind spot. So when I was at Dell, it's great to say, oh yeah, I, I run a multi-million dollar business, international business at a you know worldwide company. And then now I'm in the babysitting business. So from an ego perspective, it's like, huh, that's interesting. And so I'm, I, but you know what? I'm totally comfortable with it. I would much rather own my own babysitting company with thousands of employees and seven figure childcare contracts, also doing international business than being in a large corporation owned by thousands of shareholders. And it sounds like your employees are very happy you made that shift as well. Yes, they let me stay. They let you stay. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So then as we start to wrap up the show, you know, a lot of leaders obviously have gone through crisis as you have. So do you have one or two tips or stories you can share about what what you did or what others could do? I do. And actually right now, top of mind for most leaders nationwide is retention. So hiring and, and keeping employees. And this is so close to my heart as we are in the childcare business and we're really looking at how how can employers help working moms primarily come back to work or remain at work. Mm -hmm. So the the COVID pandemic closed all of the schools, closed all of the daycare centers, and it drove the women workforce and the work in the the U.S. labor market back to 1994 levels. And we just haven't recovered from that. And Mm so I'm super passionate about having employers find ways to get the workers the childcare support that they need so they can come back to work or potentially work from home with childcare support or whatever. I think that that's a, a big gap right now that we have in um, in Texas as well as across the country. Yeah. So if entrepreneurs and employers don't realize that that's needed, they might end up in an unexpected crisis, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you already alluded to earlier as a triathlete to have that kind of mindset during crisis crisis to just don't quit, to keep going. Having said that, I noticed that when there's crisis, you do something else, which is you actually double down on helping others. In fact, your companies have been in the news during Hurricane Harvey well, and COVID for the way you you jump in to, to help the, well, in case of COVID, the frontline healthcare workers. How important is it as a leader to, to also give when you're in crisis? I think it's really important. And, you know, when, when Hurricane Harvey came in and the, the city of Houston was basically underwater for a week. The hospital systems came to us for help and we sent an army of sitters to the hospitals to provide on-site care for the hospital workers who couldn't stay home. Otherwise, their patients need need help. Same thing in uh, under COVID. When COVID first came out and everything locked down, the hospitals didn't lock down. And the workers at the hospitals, they still have their children. They can't take their children to the hospital with them. So we were able to step forward and really help out and super pleased with how that how that happened. Thank you so much for being a role model in that area and providing the care that that you already have identified. And hopefully entrepreneurs will pay attention to the the next crisis might be if the daycare is not taken care of. So if they want to know more about your company, they can go to mbfagency.com or collegenannysandsitters.com. I'll put that in the description. But thank you again for taking the time to share your insights with others. Thank you very much.